Welcome to the All Ball Show, presented by Abstract Sports, where we bring sports back to life. I'm your host, Kyle Clay 2K. In the All Ball Show, we focus on basketball-only content. And to tip things off, I'm covering every single team in the NBA, from worst to best in each conference. I'm going to look at their rosters and discuss how I think they're going to perform this upcoming season. And up next, we talk about the number six seed in the Western Conference from last year, the New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans Pelicans have seen some crazy trades recently where they had DeMarcus Cousins, also known as Boogie. Uh, He was traded to them, and uh, I think Rondo was sent away. And, I mean, they've had some pretty big trades. I'll just put it that way. There's just too many transactions to keep track of. And so it's interesting to see where they're going to be this season where DeMarcus Cousins was actually traded to the Golden State Warriors. And there's a lot of memes going around the Internet like, Boogie was uh, traded to the Warriors, and everybody's just like, are you kidding me? Like, I quit life. Because now they have five All-Stars as their starting five. It's a crazy world we live in. The Pelicans are based out of New Orleans, obviously. Uh, They're a part of the Southwest Division. The team plays their home games at the Smoothie King Arena, or Smoothie King Center, apparently. Uh, that's That's such a cool name for a stadium smoothie king but i've never been to a smoothie king i'm pretty sure it's a smoothie place and i want to go like right now their mascot is pierre the pelican and i I like the alliteration there a fun thing about the pelicans is that they've been confusing to me about their franchise name and where they are and all this stuff because they used to be the new orleans hornets and this was in a weird in-between phase before the Charlotte Hornets were a team again. So they were formerly the New Orleans Hornets and formerly the Charlotte Hornets. But now there's another team that's named the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, it's just a mess. But this Pelicans team had a record of 48-34 and 34 last year. They were in a three-way tie with the Jazz and the Thunder. The tiebreaker gave them the number six seed. This is why the conference conference play is so important. Because, I mean, I've mentioned it a couple times, but this scenario right here is what can determine who you're going to be playing against in the playoffs. So, for example, they ended up being the sixth seed, which means they have to play a higher-seeded team in the first round of the playoffs. As a sixth-seeded team, they had to play the Portland Trailblazers, who were the number three team. Uh, Lucky for them, the Trailblazers were sort of in their own wheelhouse um, with only 49 wins. That's one more win than they had, and that's why this three-way tie makes things really interesting. Because uh, like if you're the number five seed, you get to play a team who's even more in your wheelhouse. I mean, in this case, they had the exact same record for the Jazz, and the Thunder is the same thing. The more of a middle seed you are, the better chance you have getting through to the later rounds because you're better than uh, eight seed, obviously, and you're just you're right in the middle. You're not as good as a four seed. So if you can beat a four seed and move on and play uh, a one seed or an eight seed, for that matter, if the one seed gets upset, which is pretty rare i don't think it's ever actually happened in the first round then you have a good shot at moving on so it's almost best to be it's always best to be a number one seed because you have the easiest route to get to the championship but whenever you can find a way to get the edge on your opponent you should do it and in this case it's a longevity thing where you got to just play hard all season long get the most wins and hope you rank higher than somebody else in this case three teams with the same record had to be broken up with the tiebreaker and that's got to feel weird being like, oh, 
well, we all have the same record, but we fell two spots in the playoff rankings because of this other record. I mean, I'm sure they pay attention to it, but us as casual fans and and people who just watch the game because we like it um, don't really pick up on those nuances. So it's important for me to labor that point. But they had a 27 and 25 in conference record, 24 and 17 at home, and 24 and 17 on the road. So pretty good for them. They did make it to the playoffs, as I mentioned. They had the three-way tie as a sixth seed. They played the Portland Trailblazers, who were number three seed. Also had the same record. Well, one more win than they did. The Pelicans went to Portland and won both games in Portland. And then Portland came to New Orleans, and New Orleans won both of those games as well, therefore completing the sweep against the Trailblazers. Uh, And I think that shouldn't be unexpected because these teams are – technically pretty close to the same skill set or same ability level in terms of their record and whatnot. It's all matchups at that point. And the Trailblazers are all like a bunch of shooters, not a lot of defenders. And the Pelicans are all of it. You know, they have a lot of guys in different areas. So I think that's where they put the beat down on the Trailblazers. They move on to play the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference semifinals. And they got their butts handed to them. They didn't quite get swept. They lost both of their first games in Golden State against the number two seed and then they won their first one at home kind of like the minnesota timberwolves getting a little excitement in the first game at home like oh my gosh can we get the upset i don't know um but then they went and lost the next two games one at home one on the road and golden state went on to win the championship so uh if it helps them rest easy at night they lost to a team who ended up sweeping lebron and the Cavs in the finals so um it was going to be a tough road regardless now for a quick look at their roster from last season they had a lot of guys on there throughout the year 23 to be exact uh tony allen very good defensive player omer Ashik, ian clark charles cook demarcus cousins jordan crawford dante cunningham anthony davis cheek diallo oh interesting name larry drew solomon hill drew holiday mike james jalen jones walt lemon jr deandre liggins darius miller nicola miritich that's a that's a big name to, to note right there Etwan Moore, Jameer Nelson, Emeka Okafor, Rajon Rondo, Josh Smith. And I think Rondo, uh, I don't know if he was traded after the season. I think he was. He was traded in the offseason to the Lakers. So they don't have that point guard presence that they did a year prior. Some of the totals here for you. Man, that's a long list of players. Anthony Davis was a beast last year. He almost almost averaged a triple-double. He was in the MVP talks, of course. 28.1 points a game, 11.1 rebounds a game. Double-double average on the season, and a high double-double at that. Uh, 2.3 assists, 1.5 steals, 2.6 blocks. So Anthony Davis does it all. Like I was saying, they got guys who play defense, and they're dominant on offense. Rajon Rondo, obviously a pass-first guard. He still he had like 8.3 points, but he averaged 8.2 assists, kind of all over the place, steals here and there, you know. So good for the good for the Pelicans. I think they had the right the right kind of people around them to be able to move on in the playoffs, but um, couldn't get past the Warriors. That's a tough. That's just a bad beat right there. And now for a quick little peek at their uh, roster for the upcoming season, uh, Anthony Davis will still be there. They've got a guy named Alexis Ajinka, Etwan Moore's there again, Cheek Diallo. Uh, Solomon Hill, Drew Holiday, Frank Jackson, Darius Miller, Nikola Miritich is coming back. He's a pretty crafty forward there for the Pelicans. Alfred Payton, Julius Randle, they got a forward, the forward from the Lakers and uh, part of a trade for Rondo, I imagine. Uh, Ian Clark, Ian Clark played for the Warriors. He's got a ring for himself. Trevon Blewett, he's a two-way player with the G League. Garlon Green, Kenrick Williams, Troy Williams, Jalil Okafor, and Jarrett Jack. So they have a, a really good little team there. I mean, with... 
Julius Randle, a guy who can go and bang down low and back guys down and get contact shots and foul shots and things like that. And then Anthony Davis, who can be athletic and come over the top and get missed shots and things like that. Second chance points are going to be a big deal for this Pelicans team, um, especially where they don't have the assisting guard in Rondo. He was he has such a, a skill in that area that without him, they're going to be missing a piece. So it'll be interesting to see where they fall next year. I don't know. I mean, Anthony Davis can push them a pretty long way. But where they don't have DeMarcus Cousins either, I say they're they're going to be fighting for a last spot there in the, in the number eight seed spot. And that does it for this episode of the All Ball Show presented by Abstract Sports. How do you think the Pelicans are going to do this year? Please let us know down in the comments below. Tell your Pelicans fans to come and leave a comment so we can leave a comment on their comment. Uh, but also hit this like button if you... Uh, enjoy this video in any way, shape, or form, and subscribe if you want more basketball content throughout the season. I'm your host, Kyle Clay 2K. I'll see you in the next one.